this month of December, we were talking about our celebration. We heard about the whole thing this morning. Each one of us had a different way of celebration this month. Amen. A celebration of birthday, celebration of Father's Day, Mother's Day, Children's Day, you know, all the different celebrations. But let me encourage you this morning. My celebration is a book of 91 Psalm. One of them. Delight yourself in the Lord. I mean, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. The second celebration is Romans 12, verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before him. That is a true act of worship. That is my celebration. Amen? The celebration, yes, it's good. You can celebrate whatever birthday or whatever occasion that you go to. But the best of best celebration is celebrate Jesus that died on the cross for us and celebrate the birth of him in our heart every single day. Amen? So we need to renew that birth in every single day because actually when it takes longer, no time with him, you are slowly, you know, distracted away from him. Amen? Amen. Let's uh, put on a, um, Isaiah chapter 61. This is what the prophet Isaiah was talking about, who Jesus is. Jesus went into the synagogue of Nazareth and opened up the scroll. And the scroll, it's a scroll of Isaiah 61. So he was teaching about the things coming to Jerusalem and, and the nation of Israel. If you look at the, the verse 1, you can put it up. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives. So this was go on and on and on. Let me tell you something. He was, that is a warning. He warned the people of, of Jerusalem, of, of Israel, that is something is going to happen in Jerusalem. When the fullness of the, the, the Gentiles coming into Jerusalem, they will join the, the temple and everything. Destruction is going to come to the nation of Israel in the future. It's going to happen. It's happened today in our midst. It's already happened. The spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on Jesus. Because God sent him the spirit to anoint him to preach the good news. Now Jesus is in heaven now. Amen. We as a Christian, we are take that responsibility. Not just me talking, each one of us, we have the same responsibility to tell people about who Jesus is. So what we're doing as a church family, as a believer, 
the spirit of the servant Lord comes upon us, he already anointed us for a purpose. What? To set the people free. From the pontet to open a, not really the prisons, but people are bounded by the enemy in their own surrounding. So God wants to set us free from every pontet that you're facing in life. If you look about the future when you, on your walking, some of us we've been struggled many years. I did too. I didn't even know that I was struggling with. I thought that the enemy was not my father before, right? So my first name, our first name is really the enemy. Our first name is sin. That's what the Bible talks about, the book of Psalm. Before we gave our life to Jesus and we realized that how bad that we were before. So, the prophet Isaiah saw the Spirit of God is on Jesus. And he was telling people of the synagogue about something is going to happen in Jerusalem and the whole Israel. Israel. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. You know the poor? It talks about the people are very low knowing God. They need redemption. That's the only way that they will survive is a redemption of Jesus Christ. They've been slaved by the work. They've been bound by the, by the enemy. For how many years? I don't know. So that is the message for all of us as the church. We have the responsibility to talk about it. Your workplace, your neighbors, even inside a mall, wherever you go, you tell somebody about who Jesus is. So much as we can, because he is coming soon. Amen? Our focus must always take that responsibility as a priority in our life. As Christians, we must tell somebody about who Jesus is. Because actually, our community are being slaved by the enemy. Jesus said in book of John chapter 10, verse 10, Satan come to steal, kill, and destroy. Even Christian. That's why we've been struggling in our walking with God. Because of the enemy. So long as you get close to God. Man, you watch out. You need to watch out 24-7. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, you need to wake up and pray. Pray some more. Pray some more. Pray some more. For the temptation is not coming to you. Amen. That even in your sitting inside your home, you can still see it. See it where? From the television. There's a lot of things happening in tel television. I encourage you, family, parents, please don't make the TV as a babysitter for your children. Because there's a lot of stupid things come on the TV. You didn't have no idea. That's why it's important when they watch, you watch them with them. If they don't, turn off the TV. Amen? Because that's what the enemy is after. He came to kill, steal, and destroy the purpose, the plan, the calling. On, on your life, on your family, in your business as well. He wanted to destroy everything. Look what the virus happened now. How many billions and billions of people are dead because of the virus? That's what the enemy does. 
The Papa talks about the book of Amos that there is a time, there is a famine come to the world. A famine, a huge famine. Not the food or what to drink, but a famine to hear this word. A famine to listen to God's word. So that's why it's important to keep this book of the law always on where? Our lips. Talk about it every day. Talk about it. Hallelujah. That's what Apostle Paul said to uh, Timothy. I encourage you, Lord, son, to preach the word of God in season and out of season. No matter what happens, preach God's word. Because there's a lot of people are false teaching will come and, you know, explain the, the wrong doctrine. So you need to preach of God every season. And I will say preach God's word. The seal of God through the, the Holy Spirit. You know the book of, uh, can you put up the... Exodus chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. Please, uh, Shade. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn and both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. Verse 13. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Pass over your house. Now what happened? It's amazing God did not say, I will come and check whoever's inside the house. If it's any slave or Egyptian, I will take them out. He didn't say that. He said, the blood. Paint the blood. You can eat the meat, eat everything, but spare the blood and paint it for the free post of the, of the door. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. What does that mean? The blood is a sign of the people inside it. Amen? So when God sees the blood, oh, those are born again people inside the blood. He didn't say, I'm going to come and check whether there is a slave or a foreigner inside. No, he said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Destruction will never come to you. That is the seal of the blood, which is salvation of Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through whom? Him. We can't jump to, the, to God. We can go through the cross by accepting Jesus in our life. By the forgiveness of our sins, our transgression, and our iniquity. So the blood is a symbol of salvation. Amen? Can you put up the Ephesians 1, verse 13 and 14? Please, dear. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believe, you are marked in him with seal, the promised Holy Spirit. The seal that the apostle was talking about, 
the seal of the Holy Spirit. If you look at Isaiah 61, Isaiah said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Amen. He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. To proclaim. He has sent me to pine up the brokenhearted. To proclaim freedom for the captives. Brokenhearted. I just want to explain this. Brokenhearted. It's someone does something to you. That is sin. That's why we broken our heart. Because somebody does something. Jesus was broken on the cross. Because of for all of us. Amen. To have hope. To set the captive free. People were slain inside the surrounding. Right? Not just the jail uh, physically, but in their own surrounding. In their mind. Whatever they're going through. And they bound themselves by the enemy. They said, there's no other way out. That's why people are going through anxiety and depression. They just keep their mouth shut, not saying anything. Amen? They're not seek for help. They just blow their, cover themselves in the, in the, in the sheet or whatever. They don't want to hear or talk to anyone but what they're going through. Like, the enemy said, shut up. That's it. There's no one up. That's it. We heard a lot of uh, people are going through this situation of anxiety, depression, and commit suicide. Because of that. They just keep their mouth shut without saying up. You can call out the name of the Lord, Jesus, help me. You can just say that. To release from darkness for the, for the prisoners. To proclaim the ears of the Lord. And the day of vigilance of our God. That verse there talks about the judgment. Amen. Last week I was talking about the judgment of God at start inside the house of God. In our believers. Amen. All of us as believers, the church of God is start from here. From our relationship with him. Why? Because he wants no one else to you know, to miss out. He wants every one of us to make sure that our life in God is mainly focused on Him. Nothing will separate us. That's what the Bible says. Nothing will separate us from the love of God, whether it's famine, whether it's money, or whether it's an angel, or whatever. Nothing will separate us from God's love. Amen? Which means that you're going today out of this place knowing 100% sure from your heart, then nothing can separate you from, from his love. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about anything. Your relationship with him. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Number 14, verse 14 of that same. Who is deposit a guarantee our heritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. I think I talked to you last Sunday or the, or the Sunday before. 
it's important for all of us Christians to baptize in the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, it's sealed. It's sealed our inheritance in heaven. Amen? The Holy Spirit is a deposit guarantee our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's procession to the praise of his glory. It talks about the raptor is coming. When we take us home. Amen? So that's the guarantee, absolutely guarantee us the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. So, yes, of course, we need salvation. But we need also the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit for to us to guarantee our position in heaven. Amen? You know when you walk to the, the airport, going away somewhere, when you put your passport and everything inside, and then you walk through the, the scan. Remember that? If you walk through in, and there's something inside you, the, the, the scan went, when we walk through eternal life, God alone will smell each one of us. Amen? So when you go through the door of the gate, God recognizes each one of us through the what? Through the seal of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem and wait there until the promise come that my father was talking about. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you will be my witness to Jerusalem, to Judea, and Samaritan, and to the uttermost part of the world. Amen? So each one of us, because what happened, the power of the supernatural Holy Spirit will help us in our weaknesses. When we are weak, we are strong. When we are weak, whatever you're going through, when you're down, the Holy Spirit came upon you. This supernatural power took over on your weaknesses. That's why we, you become a rise again. When I'm weak, I'm strong. When I'm poor, I am rich. That's why Jesus became poor because of us. We became rich in eternal life. Can you say amen? Act chapter 2, verse 1 and 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing violent wind come upon heaven and filled the whole houses where they were sitting. They saw, uh, verse 3, they saw what seems to be a tongue of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Number, verse 4. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues of the spirit that abided in, in them. Can you lift up your hand if you already baptized in the Holy Spirit? Thank you. Cruz, come. You want me to pray for you? Okay. So my question to you, do you use that daily, that tongues daily, in your own relationship with God? Because I encourage, really encourage you to need to use that tongue every day. The power of your speaking in tongue is edifying yourself. What happened? When you continue to edify, it gives you the vision. 
It gives you the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. It, it reveals things to you, your heart. If you continue to edify yourself in the Holy Spirit with God. Amen? Because you're actually talking a, to, together with your God in heaven. That is the, lang the language of the, the angels and heavenly language. Nobody understands it. It's only God. Amen? So that was the only language that Satan does not understand. That's why it's important for us to speak to use the tongue every day. Because you will never run out of words. Amen? So my question, do you use every day? Did you use every day? Lift up your hand if you use every day, daily. Amen. What about you, Kat? It's good to, like, paint in the nails and do rap up 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 you know. Because your customer have no idea what you're doing. Han, can you come? Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray for you again. Go wrap up to release that. You know, the, the baptism of the Spirit is not us doing it, it's Jesus Christ alone. Jesus said, John the Baptist baptized you in the water, but I'm the one that baptized you in my spirit. So, you know, when you go in the water, that's exactly what you're going into the spirit. Like you're indwelling yourself, you emerge under the, the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, we're going to pray again. You can um, speak in, uh, in, in a tongue, um, whatever the language is not, the English language is not any other language, it's just the tongue from heaven. Yes,
full of the promise of the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal ownership on us, and put the Spirit on our heart as a deposit guarantee what is to come. With this coming back, and that's what we are waiting for in the resurrection day, bodies. That's what I'm talking about, the rapture. What does it mean to be sealed with the Holy Spirit? A seal is an identifying mark often placed on a letter contract or another document. It shows that what was in the letter came from the person whose seal was on the outside. In the entire world, cattle and even slaves were branded with seal to show whom they belong. This mark would deter people from stealing them because they had the seal upon them. The Bible uses this term in a few different ways, and when considered together, they help provide a full picture of what Paul is after here in Ephesians. In Old Testament, God set a sign on his chosen one to mark them out or set them apart as his possession and to keep them from instruction. Ezekiel 9, 4 to, 4 to 6. We read in Revelation 7, verse 3, that God placed a seal on his people to identify them and protect them from wrath of God. We also see that the cards put a large stone over the tomb of Jesus to seal do you remember that story that when Jesus put in the tomb, the soldier put a huge stone to seal the tomb? Seal of the prayer of the prophecy, Revelation 22, verse 10. We also read a God authenticating the relationship with the seal. Six, uh, John 6, verse 27, it talks about the seal of approval. This is similar to the to the, the concept of Abraham's uh, circumcision, serving as a sign and seal his righteousness. Romans 4 verse 11. Remember that uh, when Abraham talked to him, uh, when God said to him, you need to circumcise yourself as a sign of my covenant with you. If we put them together, we see that in the scriptures, or the seal of communication, ownership, protection, and the validation of the relationship of our Father and us as Christians. Amen? But what is the seal of Ephesians 1? The seal is not a what, but who. Takes another look, verse 13. You were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Amen? So it, it, it is amazing because absolutely this is the currency of our place in heaven. The Holy Spirit is upon us. So when you baptize in the Holy Spirit, it's a currency deposit of our entrance in eternal life. Amen? So that's why I really encourage all of us as a church, make sure you continue to speak that language. When you receive that baptism, it, it will give you the power to set the people free on any bondage, whatever thing that they've been carrying in life. That power of the Holy Spirit will release people from those bondage. Amen? They will be bound by the enemy from their whole life, whatever the situation. Hallelujah. That power also read 
It really helps us from delivering people, deliverance. When deliver people from the workers of the enemy, with that power of the supernatural power of God. And the experience of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life proved to them and a demonstration to others of the genuineness of their faith. The Holy Spirit provides an inward assurance that they belong to God as Christians. Amen? Romans 8, verse 15 to 16. Can you uh, put on Romans 8? The Spirit you receive does not make you a slave anymore so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit that you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry up, Abba Father, the Spirit Himself testify with our spirit that we are God's children. We did not receive the spirit of slave to fear anymore, but we received that is the spirit of adoption. And that's the amazing way that we, we have an opportunity to call our Father in heaven, Abba, Father, which is, he is our daddy. Amen? It's, it's amazing because you can have a close relationship with him, talking and communicate with him, and when you know that you received that spirit of sonship. He adopted us from the world. Amen? And we are the children of the Most High. Number one, salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, by grace through faith, by the forgiveness and the cleanliness of our sins, transgression, and our iniquity. Number two, but we need the Holy Spirit to be our seal, promise of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 2, do not leave Jerusalem until we receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem to dear Samaritan and to the uttermost power of the world. Number three, the seal is a deposit guarantee of our inheritance. Amen? There is a difference between inheritance and your the seeds of righteousness. The harvest here. There is difference between inheritance and your harvest. Your harvest of free righteousness came when you give. But the inheritance is already there. All you need to do is to believe and accept it. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's a guarantee. Romans 8 verse, verse 1. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who are walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. It's a seal of approval. Amen? No condemnation, which is the very God said, you are free. No guilt, not guilty. You are absolutely free because of the blood. Amen? You are living in freedom knowing that your inheritance in heaven when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the morning. Uh, verse 6 of Romans 8. The mind covered by the flesh is death, but the mind covered by the Spirit is life and peace. Wow. Verse 7. The mind covered by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor it can do so. Which means if you're a Christian and your mind is still in the flesh, there is something wrong with you. 
you're against God because your mind is high in the flesh. But you're a Christian, remember? The mind is covered by the flesh, you're a Christian, is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Not it can do so. Verse 8. But those who are in the realm of the Spirit cannot please God. But those who are realm in the, in the flesh cannot please God. That's the thing. You are against God. God is not pleased to be with you if your mind is still in the realm of the flesh. Verse 9. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, this is a warning. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to God's Spirit. They belong to somebody else. If the Spirit of God is not in you. Amen? If our mind is not in the flesh, but in the, in the Spirit, actually we are the children of God. Hallelujah? And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ, but belongs to somebody else. Verse 10, but if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to the death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Amen? Even though that your body is subject to, the, to death because of sin, but the reason why we survive, because the Spirit of the Holy Spirit of God is in us, it's righteousness. That's why we've been saved. Amen? The Spirit gives life because of righteousness through the blood and the Holy Spirit. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to you, your mortal, body, your mortal bodies, because of His Spirit who lives in you that does you. Even though we die, because absolutely we're going through the death experience. But if Christ lives in you, you will rise again. As the Holy Spirit rises Jesus from the death, the same Holy Spirit will rise you and I from the death. That's why at the book of Thessalonians, chapter, second chapter, chapter 4, when the sound of the trumpet come, and an angel will come, those who are dead in Christ will rise first. When they hear that sound, they will rise up first. Amazing, eh? When they're dead, when they're in, the, in their grave, and they hear the sound, the trumpet sound of the archangel. Arise! And they hear the trumpet. We heard the last time. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. It's, man, when, when you think about it, when you die, that you're still in the grave, and all those suddenly, when the trumpet sound, those people in the grave, they rise up. They heard the sign of the archangel from heaven. Amen? And they rise up first. And the Bible talks about they will rise up first and meet Jesus in heaven. And all of us are still alive. Suddenly, our body changed like a twinkling of an eye. And we took off. Why? Because Jesus recognized who we are in him through the Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit. Amen?
This is the good news. His spirit who lives in you, that is the seal of God. Hallelujah. We have a hope. When you accept Jesus in your life, you have a hope. Each one of us have a hope. When we die, we are absolutely coming into eternal life. You are not fear, receive the spirit of fear anymore to be the slave anymore, but you receive the spirit of a sonship. And we all, all of us call, call to God, Abba, Father, which is our Father in heaven, our Daddy. Amen? We're no longer like calling God like miles away. Amen? The reason why we feel like that because something wrong in our relationship with God. When Adam sinned, Adam, where are you? When I heard your voice, I was afraid. Amen? He had the freedom of everything, but when he disobedient, he was hiding himself. All of us men, when we've done something wrong, that's our problem. We always hide ourselves before God. But it's important for us to, when we've done something wrong, we need to come close to him and repent of anything, whatever we've done wrong, and ask God to forgive us. Hallelujah. The Lord of the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. That is the reason why God gives you the Holy Spirit to release people from the darkness, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the ears of the Lord, the salvation of Jesus Christ in any time and in every time. He has sent me to bind up the broken heart I was talking about. To proclaim freedom for the captives. There's a lot of people are captive by the enemy. Not only in a physical prison, but in their own relationship. And release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And the days of vacancy, that is the judgment of God. But the prophet Isaiah announces to Israel that this is the good news that Yahweh, our God, will restore Zion. This red remnant will become oaks of righteousness. And you know very well the story that God is going to restore Jerusalem. Amen. But for us, as Christians, we're dealing with same situation as happened in Israel, the same as any country. We need to reach out to those that never heard of Jesus Christ. Amen. Those are being slaved by the enemy in all their life. They've been drinking, they've been drugs, they've been whatever kind of thing. They've been bound by the enemy in all their lives.
comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them the crown of beauty instead of ashes. You know when you receive that Holy Spirit instead of ashes but He will give the beauty in the face of others. Mourning and a common of praise instead of the spirit of despair. You can change the mentality and attitude of people when you when they receive Jesus. When you bring them out out of their darkness, you will see the beauty of God in their faces. Amen. instead of money. That is the oil of joy when we receive Jesus into the heart. The oil of joy instead of crying. Restless and no hope. You know what I mean. But when they receive that revelation, they know very well that there is hope. separate 